0: are you repeating the same relationship patterns do you find yourself with the same kind of person over and over again or perhaps you're feeling attacked by this ad therapy can help you figure it out Visit BetterHelp.com slash Love Hour to break the cycle. Again, visit BetterHelp.com slash Love Hour and start the cycle of breaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host.
1: Professor Kevin Allen Fredericks.
0: All right, professor. Professor Uh, Sex. What's happening? What is this? What what am I not getting? You don't know what this is? Spock. Got dog it. Two in the? Two in the hole. Pink. Two in the pink, one in the stink. Ayo. This is our symbol. <laughs> who, who is our?
1: People who believe in this. I just like saying I'm not a well,
0: proponent. Like a L and a H. L Love H- our. Mm-hmm. Also. Okay. What is this box symbol? It's. Two That's two also is
1: Neptunes.
0: Two and two is also Love Connection.
1: Yeah. He's a MAGA, though. God dog Chuck Woolery. Big MAGA. And Big.
0: My show is wholly, not Big wholly, but he's very inspo vibes for Love on Stage.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a new version of it with black. Yeah, no, literally. That By the was... way, I talked about this on the podcast. I want to tell you again here. Tell me. Congratulations on Love on Stage. Oh, thank you. What an amazing concept execution, production value. It's the most like-a-show show that we have on the app. Thank it you It looks so much. well done. It's great. Have a good time. I'd be watching the episodes even though I've seen them or was filming them. I'd be like, mm-mm, Bria. That Bria, though.
0: Robert. That Bria, though. Uh, we so can do anyway. that for uh, this week in the Friday. No, we cannot. No, briefly, I can, because we dropped the first episode. Monty. We can do both. We mm, have more right. than one topic within the topic. Look at my little pupper. Fine. Start with Monty. Monty boy. I'm so sad you're not with us right now. So (laughs) we actually got Monty. I think when we shot this was on Sunday. We were getting him the following Tuesday. So we've officially had him for one week. He's one week of Fredericks. And you guys, he's not JoJo's dog. I know.
1: That really was the plan.
0: Actually, I don't think I ever fully anticipated being Josiah's dog simply because we were the ones doing all of the research. I like watching all the YouTube videos. I found Zach George and everyone's told me to watch Zach George, so I know he's like exemplary in the like dog training community. Highly recommend him. Monty has had probably three accidents in the week we've had
1: Yes, him. and that's why he's not Jojo's dog. Joe is not waking up at six. No. And standing out in the cold no. and letting Monty doodle his life away <laughs> and then picking it up. Mm-hmm. First of all, yuck. Putting your hand in the bag. When it's still warm. Picking up warm dog doodle. I have to hold my breath. I almost threw up this morning. This boy had his fill of food last night. He, he doodled three spot, pissed <laughs> like an old war vet. <laughs> then doodled and he's like, now clean that up. And I'm going back inside and bring that shoe toy in, the one with the ropes.
0: Because I like and that And I'm one. going back
1: inside. He literally peed and pooped and, oh. went and waited by the door.
0: I don't do the Kev does the morning shift. But I will Listen. say this. On whatever day y'all got back, Sunday, I was talking to my dad. And Monty was like, you know, doing the little circular thing that lets you know he got to use the bathroom. So I was like, let me take him outside. So I took him outside. He pooped. He hasn't been groomed. He's only nine weeks old. So there's still fur around his a little his sphincter, little, his little Buddha hole So all the poop didn't come out. Mm-hmm. Kev comes home. I'm talking about hello. And he's excited, but we're teaching him to sit. So he gets excited, sees Kevin, and he immediately sits. Mm-hmm. Us.
1: Yes. I, I know, a friend of mine said the same thing.
0: I wasn't aware. I'm going to throw up right now.
1: Melissa, was, and then...
0: Kev literally just got off the plane, off the airport. He came. I said,
1: I can't do it. So not only did he do one little dot...
0: Oh, that's what he did. He
1: did a little half circle.
0: He took and did this. Yes. yes.
1: So he'd been doing that outside in the grass, and I didn't realize what he was doing. So now Melissa's like, there's dog wipes for him and i was like because you have to wipe. wipe his butt it was mud butt so you either wipe his butt or he's gonna get doodle all over your floor i was sitting there wiping a dog's butt and i was just like i didn't sign up for this
0: Ugh, where was joe again
1: for all those who say we took his dog where was joe then when his butt needed to be wiped where was joe this morning oh peacefully asleep yes he where's was. joe at eleven thirty when monty's like hey gotta piss I'm going to whimper or I'm going to piss.
0: Yes. It's me, me or Melissa him
1: taking him out and standing in the cold while Jojo just can't
0: you sleep, 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 dreaming, dreaming. Yes. He Jojo is.
1: just gets to come home and go, good boy, and good boy. And about
0: him. he worried about him. Like, he's worried about Monty the way I imagine my mom felt when she watched my, watch, watches, watched my kids when they were babies. And I'm trying to tell her, like, make sure you do this. Why? As if she didn't raise me. That's how Joe does me. Yes. Did Did you take him out? Did he eat, little boy? I still make sure you eat and put deodorant on and wipe your butt. You don't think I can take care of this little dog? Yes, he ate, little boy. That's how I feel that Joe does me. And I'll be like, first of all, how about you go wipe the crust out of your eyes before you ask me a question?
1: Took Monty... When I dropped JoJo off at school, I was like, I was looking at him, he was like, you don't want to leave me here. Come on, man. I'll be all alone. Just let me ride with y'all. All right, man. Come on. And be quiet for the people who remember that I used to make small eyes at the people in Target. So when I went and picked Joe up from school yesterday. Who was I holding?
0: Was he excited?
1: Ah! Hey, Monty boy give me a kiss. And I'd be like, don't let him kiss you, man.
0: He licks his balls after he pees. He loves it. I just think it's adorable. I, I Honestly, I was having, I think it's like all mom influencers right now are having babies. Like right now, like everyone's doing either a baby announcement or like they're doing belly pictures. Like everyone's pregnant. And like the first time, Josiah turned 13 on Sunday the 19th.
1: Which, which all the way, also... Wild.
0: Oh, I, we, the morning I was fine. We sang happy birthday to him. No problem. Uh, Kev came home. We went to a game. All was fine. Before the game, we went to Starbucks. Kev was in the car. I mean, Kev was in Starbucks. And I turned around and I said, Joey, you're 13. You're not going to be my baby anymore. And then I said, I think I'm going to cry. And he was like, Please don't cry. Just, you don't need to cry. And I was like, no, I am. And oh. I was a blubbering fool. Were you really yes, in front of I him? I just, and then he felt so bad. So he put his head behind the, um, the, cause he was in the back seat behind the, the, so I'm in the passenger seat. So he must have been behind the driver's seat and he put his head so he couldn't cover his face or he, so he could cover his face. Cause Joe, he'd be trying to act all hard, but he's really sensitive. So if I'm crying, he's going to start crying. And so I immediately got out the car, got myself together. I said, just give me a hug. He was crying. No, I think he just, you know, Joey's sensitive. Mm. His eyes just well up cause he sees somebody else. cry. He's just the empathy cryer, like his mama. Uh, so I just went over and gave him a hug and I just like, I feel like, Isaiah getting older is acceptable because like he's the oldest and like I get it. It's no yeah, you're the oldest. You should be getting older like I actually need you to start driving because when your dad's gone I can't take you here and Joe needs to be I can't do it all. So actually turn 16 already. Joe, I'm like yeah, but you could maybe stay 10, 9.
1: I would be okay with that. Like
0: I would be okay with that.
1: oh, That's so funny, man!
0: But he had a phenomenal game. He's great. He had a phenomenal game. He does he's very good at soccer. He's very good. His coach is really good this season. He, uh I've been telling him the last game and this game, I was like unbiased, Joe, because he'd be like, "You guys are my parents. You're supposed to say that." So I'm like, like. If I was not your mom and I was just a random person, I would be like, you are the best kid on the field. Mm-hmm. And so he says, yeah, but you're the one making the rules in the in the in the world where you're not biased. So therefore, it makes you biased.
1: He did say that. Also, when I was coming home from soccer from him or. Leaving from soccer, his team, there was like 15 people at practice. And like they left in groups. He was doing some, he was getting some extra shots up. I was like, okay, respect. And like four kids were walking by. They're like, man, Joey's good.
0: I want him to play. He's like, I don't know why the coach doesn't put him on offense. He has Joey right now on uh, defense. And uh, one of the parents, actually, as we were leaving the game, he said, You're a one man wall. He is. Joshua, you need to come to one of these games, but you be out. You be on the with road. me. But maybe one day. <laughs> Go check. Mm. <laughs> I'm scared. Look. <laughs> the playback was hysterical. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, the point is that that was this week's in the Fredericks. My baby boy turned uh 13.
1: We got him a dog for like a day, and then he was our dog for the rest. And that's, you know, that's life. It sucks for him.
0: And then Joey had a phenomenal game, <sighs> and our dog – Pooped outside and then brought it inside. And oftentimes that's life.
1: Such is, Such is life.
0: And one thing that's also life is finding comfort. Because you know if you ha- if you' are uncomfortable in life, I don't know what to tell you because that actually sucks is what it does, and that's why third love is here because they want to talk about the importance of finding things that are comfortable all day, no matter what life throws at you, even if it is your dog pooping. On the floor, mm-hmm. we put our bodies through so much, pushing them to the limit of sport, family, fashion, or just plain fun. And when you think about it, it's pretty incredible that our bodies are able to keep up with us. Uh, and third, love understands and believes everybody is amazing and deserves to be treated in an amazing, comfortable way. That's why they design underwear, loungewear, activewear, and feel good all day wear that hug better, hold s- stronger, and support. Longer, you guys know that I am a huge, actually, have a third love bra on right now. Nice, let me feel it. Uh, third love is all about the half cup sizes, they're all about comfort, they're all about straps that don't slip and don't dig. And they have uh, over 90,000 five star reviews. And when I tell you they do not lie, they do not lie. The fitting room has helped over 18 million pe- uh, women find their true bra size and you could be neck. Do you know like over like 66% of women are wearing the wrong size bra. So more 66%? likely, Yeah, I may have made that statistic up, but it is really high. Um, so anyway, chances are you're out there with the wrong fit size bra on. So you take this fit finder quiz. They'll help you find your size based on your cup and all of these different questions that they'll ask. Um, and the, uh, the uh, third loves team of expert fit stylists is available via chat or text to answer all of your questions. Um, the Third Love is the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S., so that's also something you can feel really good about. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that your body love as much as you do. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash love Love hour. Love hour. It's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash love hour. I forgot the love in action, so I will make sure to bring it uh, next week. But I did buy Fruity Pebble Kit Kats. And so you guys were sending me a bunch of stuff, so I'll make sure to bring them uh, to the office when we shoot on Thursday for the Bald and the Beautiful, so that way we can make sure we taste them. We have... A, we should do it all together then. But we have a pumpkin pie one and a sweet corn soda. Uh,
1: we did pumpkin pie soda. We were the sound oh, stage. then I
0: have sweet. Oh, then I, there's another orange it's sweet, one.
1: It's sweet corn. Is at the at the sweet house. Sweet corn
0: though. is yellow, and there's another orange one. Oh, I know what it is. It's buffalo chicken. Yes, it's buffalo chicken. So we will taste those uh, next week. I apologize. Really quickly, something that's coming up in the news this week is—is mm-hmm. is her name Ginny May? Ginny May?
1: Jeezy's wife? Yes. Yeah.
0: Is pregnant and she didn't want to get pregnant or like have kids. Like she was vehemently against having kids with her uh, ex-husband. Oh. And so that's kind of like all the rage. And I think people... I was honestly confused. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit like kind of taken aback because it seemed like she was very like... You know, there are women who do not want children and then there are women who do not want children with their current partner. Mm-hmm. I thought she was the former, meaning she just did not want children but as it turns out, child, she's fully pregnant today. So it seems to me she just didn't want pregnant, didn't want children with her previous partner. Uh, children with Jeezy, Mai. okay. So Jenny Mai, uh, I find that to be very interesting. Do you have thoughts on uh, that?
1: Uh, this is news to me. I didn't, I didn't see this. Uh I can see people. She said
0: the with you was silent. I agree. Apparently. <laughs>
1: I never want kids with you. I can see people being with someone that they like as a partner but don't see as a a quality parent. Uh and therefore not wanting kids with that person. I can see that.
0: Yeah. I also think uh, uh Oh, Jenny My Jenkins, thank you. Jenny My uh-huh. Jenkins? That must Is that Jesus' last name? I don't know what Jesus' oh. name is. Uh, I also think that, to the point, but also seeing as how they're divorced, I assume that that had a lot to do with it, the whole children mm. thing. But I wonder, I assume that there were other issues going on in their marriage.
1: Yeah.
0: And the fact that their divorce kind of speaks to it as well. Alexina she,
1: says she regularly talks of previous her rela- previous relation being unhealthy and not feeling safe boom
0: that's what i was gonna say that there was probably other things happening that made her feel as if either this isn't gonna last or i don't feel secure enough in this relationship to develop that type of bond because the thing about children they are a permanent fixture
1: you can leave me but them is still gonna be our kids together
0: exactly so no matter what we will be bonded and connected with through with each other through this child and the fact someone said she says she finally feels safe with Jeezy. I think it actually does speak to uh, the security that she feels in this relationship because they haven't even been married that long, right? I
1: think they've been together a long time, but I don't know that they've been married a long yeah, time.
0: Yeah, I find it's... Child, let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> let that be a let lesson. Let that be a lesson to you. Uh Okay, so listen... That's it for all the pre stuff. Are you ready to talk about this? Is what we were going to talk about last uh, week. And that is uh, Kevin and I have finally, actually I'm happy we didn't talk about it last week because we got that email and we were kind of stressed anyway.
1: Yes, we were. <laughs> so Kevin and I have
0: finally found a, a couples therapist that we both like. And I kind of want to talk to our experience uh, about it because a lot of people, one spouse wants uh, wants to go to therapy more than the other. And trying to communicate that importance, I think it can be difficult. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, finding ways to approach it and finding a therapist that resonates with you and works well with you can be hard. And so I kind of want to normalize the process. Okay. Okay. So number one. Uh, I had a therapist on that was a emotionally focused therapist and as we were going through that episode, I realized that emotionally focused therapy would probably be the best uh, model or approach to therapy that would work best for me. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because I've done, I've probably at this point had four different therapists that were kind of the more traditional talk space or not talk space, uh, talk therapy And I wasn't getting, I was actually sad if I'm being completely honest and transparent. I was actually sad that I wasn't getting out of it what Kevin was getting out of it. Joshua was getting out of like all of these people that started therapy. They would come back with all of these amazing stories. And I had one lady actually that I thought actually was pretty good. And I actually really did like her, but she was flaky than a mug. She was always canceling like the whole about it I and I was that. like you used
1: to be really frustrated yeah
0: I used to be so frustrated because I'm like I'm trying to develop this bond and connection with you but you're super flaky basically so that's not working for me I'd rather move on mm-hmm. so I found it to be really like disappointing and kind of frustrating so I just kind of want to first like normalize the fact that finding a therapist can take time
1: yes. and it
0: can be frustrating
1: and you should not feel bad nor should you throw away therapy because the first person or two or four isn't right. Yeah. You know, you 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 got to test them out and make sure you like their style and, and their vibe. I agree. You know, like I lucked out and, and meshed well with the first therapist on the solo tip. But the first therapist we did on the couple tip, I was like, yeah, this is
0: trash.
1: He felt like he didn't want to be there. I was just like, you don't want to be here, then we don't want to be here.
0: It was gonna
1: spend that you're gonna cash that check the same. So yeah. I need you to feel more I don't know, it just didn't work. And a lot of people when I talk about therapy online, I mean I cut you off. Go ahead. They be like, I tried once and I just I didn't right. like that person. So I feel they throw away therapy as a whole right. because of the person, the therapist. Um and I think it it's probably less common to click with the first person and that's your forever therapy.
0: Yeah. Joshua, did you find your therapist the first time? So, um, they were, back, by the way. she what? Like, Sorry, I she was, she was in, uh, oh California. yes, 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 like, oh. yes. Yeah, okay that. No, yeah, that's I good. good. No, go. Uh, I just want to kind of normalize the process by sharing my experience that it, I did not work with a therapist right away, like. Over the course of the last year, to be honest, Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to find one. And so if you're frustrated in that process, the other thing may be to understand the different approaches to therapy and try that. Because the first therapist I went to that was EFT, I liked Mm -hmm. the very first one I liked. And so I didn't have that understanding with everything that I know on this platform, you know. I've said this the other day, like I'm actually the first student of this platform. Yeah. Even yeah. as a host, I am literally the first student. So in having, um, I can't think of her name right now, but anyway, and having her on the show, I realized, oh, this approach works for me. So that might be understand, like when you're reading your, like you're searching for a therapist, read their bio and understand their approach. I'm not saying you have to do a deep dive into it, but in learning about it, it may help you understand what approach is best for you. And I'll tell you why. The Emotionally Focused Therapy or EFT worked really well and is working really well for me specifically is because of how much I know. I know you guys remember I've had three or four th- therapists including this one as well actually who have all said in some way and I kid you not this is not an exaggeration or a pat on my back everyone has said this you're either really self-aware or some form of uh, really you're I can tell the work that you've done or you're really self-aware some form of that language comes out and so what ends up happening is in the session as they're telling me stuff I'm like I thought about that I've done that I know that. I know that, too. I understand that. So you end up feeling like I'm not getting a lot out of it. Yeah. With Emotionally Focused Therapy, what she does is she moves you from the knowledge of what you know and moves you into the heart. Yes. So you stay in the feeling. The good thing about this is if you've been a listener of this podcast, if you've also read a lot of books, if you understand how things work and you've done a lot of self-work, what happens is you can talk yourself in, into an answer, but you don't settle into the feeling yes. That has been me, yes. Melissa, personally, my experience, and that's why this has been so different for me and really, honestly, why it's been so successful. Because as soon as I start, like, answering the question and i get very like intellectual about it and like i want to tell you all the not the not that i'm like in this book that i read no. not like that but like i want to regurgitate or tell you all of this information that i've retained She's like, hold
1: on hold on hold, yes. up, hold on Stop. slow down slow down what do you feel yes where is that feeling your yes. body yes can you turn to kevin and say that yes and, Kevin, what does that make you feel? Yes. Can you turn to her and say that? Yes. And, Melissa, how does that? And uh, even uh, in down, answering the
0: question, if you're like, if you start and you can tell, oh, I'm getting too heady about this, she'll, uh, uh stay in your feelings. Let's stay in the emotion of it. And what ends up happening is you'll still have those same, like, intellectual revelations, but you feel it in your body, and that takes you further, and the vulnerability uh, goes deeper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you have to say?
1: I just feel like um, what ends up happening for us as well is, um, well, what ends up being helpful, I think, and I said this in therapy, uh, the session before last, it's easier, and well, let me back up. One of the things she said in our like kind of intake process, we we did a session individually uh, before we came together. And one of the things she was trying to figure out is basically, like, who wanted to do this Mm -hmm. and how into it Mm -hmm. are you? Because what she said after we answered is, like, usually what happens in couples therapy, one person really wants to go and the other person is accommodating them Mm -hmm. but doesn't really want to go. Or one person is using therapy as a weapon.
0: Uh
1: And instead of, like, trying to work on things in the moment, they are basically save it to point out in therapy. And she was saying that that makes it very hard to have therapy be uh, effective so she was saying one of the things that is good about us is <clears throat> we allow each other to feel safe in the therapy because if you don't, you won't be able to make the progress right um, and I think I, my personal therapist personal meaning separate from couples therapy she's not as emotionally focused as th- as this she is definitely talk talk talky but I think it's interesting that in one way, I can find success in one way, but in a couple way, talk, talk, talkie did not work. Yes. We needed EFT to, to find success. So I was, uh, yeah, I was just, um, surprised because I didn't know about emotional focus therapy. Yeah. I think sometimes my therapist veers off into that. Like, where do you feel that, you know, in your body? And I always thought was like, that's just weird. But in our marriage, I am more connected to the emotion, than I am in my personal side. My personal side is more about finding the connections to basically childhood to how my actions yeah. happen now. And that also happens in couples therapy. And that's the thing about therapy, man. I realized, if nothing else, I was just finding a way to work through.
0: Yeah.
1: I wasn't addressing some of those issues. Like, for instance, right now, something is wrong with my foot, my heel hurts. So to alleviate some of the pe- pressure on my heel, I was, I, you know, the last two days I've been walking kind of on the ball of my feet. So that's an accommodation right. to relieve pain from my heel. Right. But all it does is add strain to my calf. And I think that's what we do in life. We just compartmentalize the feeling and and find a way to work around it or Absolutely. through it or avoid it. But it still comes out. In one way or another or, or it comes out in pain in another way. Like you end up inflicting pain on your wife, or your kids or whatever. And you don't even realize where it comes from. And the last thought, because I feel like I've been talking a long time. Yes, it's not always connected to trauma. No, I thought it was all my therapy. The personal tip was going to be about my real dad not being around. I found so many connective pieces in things that I didn't even classify as traumatic in my life. Yeah. But they were, um, what is that? What was that thing from Loki when it went up and spiked? Nexus
0: events. Oh, yes, 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 yes. There yes. are
1: so many Nexus events and they're not all traumatic. Yes. It can be a positive memory. It could be how somebody answered. You just be like, like for me, I'll give you an example. When I got my first apartment, I was $200 short on the rent. They asked me for the rent on the first day. Uh, it felt like I moved in, and it was on the first was on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, surely they're not gonna. I can pay it on Monday, and I didn't have it all. Wrong. They had an eviction notice on my front door, uh, and I asked my dad for help, and he was like, "Here's two hundred dollars. I'm not gonna be able to help you ever again." And this is a lesson that people only care about you as long as you pay your bills on time. Mm-hmm. So, from that moment, which was not a traumatic experience, I didn't take that as trauma. I knew my dad really didn't have no bread, and he was moving to Spain, and he was not wrong about how people approach bills. Mm -hmm. But from that moment on, one thing I internalized is nobody's going to help you. Right. You have to do it on your own. Don't ask for help, and nobody's going to help you, which helped Kev on stage grow, but also helps Kevin Fredericks, the leader, suffer. Yeah. Because now people are there to help me, and in my mind, I'm like, nobody's going to help you. And you like basically put that into your mm. core being but it's not a traumatic experience right. so and that's happened six or seven times in my life in, in, in my therapy journey that i've been like that's where that came from and my therapist is for sure the last thing i'll say
0: oh, she was
1: like uh make sure you understand why you do what you do it's not necessarily that you shouldn't do things at all she was like you need to be a shrewd businessman Sometime, but you need to understand where that comes from and why you're doing it. The danger is when you don't know why you act. Why or how you act, why, why you act, act the way you do, the way you do. And what it's connected to is when you inflict, you know, danger on people. So uh, therapy is a harm. Therapy is a weekly thing. It's part of our journey to health. It's part of that ritual. But on our personal health tip. We just use regular good old Ritual, the multivitamin company, because we know and trust them. I trust my head to my therapist. I trust my body to Ritual.
0: Uh, ritual developed a delicious plant-based Protein uh, that is not chalky or really chalky, because that's what it comes down to with uh, protein uh, powders. Uh, it is has a good foundation to health, great taste, super flexible, and they have a subscription service with ease of incorporating it into your daily ritual. Just add water, shake, and sip. They have the multivitamins, which was created to support nutrition needs of different life stages, to include eighteen plus pregnancy. Postpartum and 50 plus And they even have some for men
1: Yeah you know I, I I love a good protein shake I know the value benefit adds Of it I know when I'm using it pre-workout And when I'm supplementing But I sacrifice Taste almost every time I'm like Melissa Chalky Just tastes gross It's like when you throw a, a, a scoop of protein Into Jamba Juice All I taste is the protein Ritual by the grace of the Lord jesus christ is not pro- protein t- uh tasty has a lot of protein but it's not the chalk taste that workout supplements often have so when i go to planet fitness or if i just lift in my room i get me a ritual i a little shaker which greg um conveniently leaves at our house all the time every time so i just put a little bit in it doesn't take me a long time because that'd be part of my reason i ha- i struggle is when things take long i'd be like Fried chicken But because ritual is so quick and easy to make I'd be like shake 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 Drink 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 On about my day day day
0: so why not shake up your ritual to try to make trying something new, less scary? Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, my listeners get 10% off during the first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash love hour to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com slash love hour.
1: Love hour. And
0: after you've had your ritual, perhaps in the morning and the evening comes, you can grab a great glass of wine. Uh, any occasion is the right occasion to drink wine always responsibly though uh when the stay at home crew is at home child we sit and cackle we will kiki over a glass of wine. I've actually just recently started. I saw these cute little things on Pinterest where they have these um, glasses of corks. And on the cork, you put a word that symbolizes the day and then um, the day, that you put the date and then you put a word that symbolizes that day. And so the day that we got Monty, Joshua was there. Me and Kev were there, obviously. And we opened a bottle of wine from Vivino and I put Monty on it. And then I put um, September... Whatever day we got him, thirteenth, thirteenth, 13, something like 13th. that. Thirteenth, whatever day. When Anyways, the point no, 14, is, no, fourteenth, fourteenth. Child, that's a cute little situation, cute little way to like make memories and like you know at the end of the year you can go through and look at him and be like, oh, I remember this day because we did all of this. Uh, but Vino is the world's biggest online wine marketplace. They f- carry all of my favorite wines, everything from cabs to moscato to what else? Uh, uh, uh port, port. Chad, they have all of them. Plus, they suggest exciting, personalized recommendations based on my taste. I've actually yet to find a bottle of wine that I did not like based on um, when I received my subscriptions. In fact, I have so many bottles that I'm just like, let's taste this, please, everybody. Uh, I've really stepped up my wine game thanks to Vivino. Give them a try, and I know you're going to love it. Go to Vivino.com slash love hour and use code love hour at checkout to save 20% off your first order. Um of two hundred dollars. That's Vivino V I V I N O dot slash love hour. Code Love Hour to save twenty percent off your first order. Of up to $200. Vivino.com slash Love, Love Hour. Love Hour. See site for details. Terms may apply. Apply. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanted to give that, Um. again, just my experience, because I know you may look at us and think it had to be easy, and I. it wasn't. It was not easy for me. Um, At all to the point where last week we actually received an email from our the couples therapist we've been going to and she's moving clinics. She's changing clinics. She's moving to like Orange County and uh, it says she was interested now in working with couples with addiction. I almost cried. It was months. It was Day.
1: very sad because we were like, nigga,
0: my, We just started good this man getting good. My eyes like literally glossed over. I was so sad because I know how long it took me to find her. So even though they like and I told her I was like the whole process I felt really taken care of because she works for like a clinic and they were like gonna do a warm transfer and blah, 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 blah. And I was still like, Yeah, but if I don't like them as much <laughs> I'm gonna be really, really sad. And I didn't want to be really, really sad. So uh and we've only been going to her for about a month.
1: Man, but when I tell you uh, it's been helpful. It really has. Like it has been so helpful. We've had helpful. so many like
0: really like breakthroughs is quite literally the word I'm going to use, where you're just the thing about sitting in your feelings, and I'll just tell you this in case you're thinking about it, just be prepared. I told her yesterday that like I felt flooded and when you sit in your feelings, everything comes up. And so she was like, how are you feeling? And it was like, a, this is a really sweet moment and I'm happy we're having it. But now I'm like really angry and I'm a little frustrated and you know, you get kind of judgy of like past things. It was like a lot of emotion all at once, but it's really good because you also get to like work through them mm-hmm. and like acknowledge those feelings that have probably all, always been there, but you've intellectualized them.
1: Yes. One thing also, I won't get into too much detail, but yesterday's, in se- yesterday's session, Melissa was having a moment and she was sad. And the therapist loves to be like, how do you respond to yes. her responding to that response to this response? How do you feeling? <laughs> so I was talking about how it makes me feel. And she was like, I feel like you want to fix this, and sometimes you just have to sit in the sadness yes. with, with your partner. And I was like, dang, because you had said that before, but I think when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. You just don't treat oh, how them bad. So sad. Oh, wow, you feel so but sad. But you want to fix for them. Yes. But she said this, and it really clicked. She said, when you f- try to fix, you move away from the feeling. Yes. And sometimes your partner just wants you to sit in the feeling with them. They may know the answer. Melissa expressed this to me a million times. On the very
0: first love hour. Yes. It's literally a segment.
1: I may know what to do, but she was like, sometimes you just need to be like, this sucks. Yes. Yeah, man, this really sucks. And I'm sorry to see you in pain and I can't fix it, but I'll sit here and be sad with you. And I was like, that is so simple, but sometimes it don't feel like it should be that yes. simple. It should be like, well, I'll do this and I'll change. And sometimes you don't need to do none of that. And, yeah. by, and by doing that, you're robbing your partner of the feeling. It's kind of like uh, Inside Out, I believe it was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Inside Out, which was fantastic. But our, our emotions are. two movie too. Yeah, it was not my favorite, but it's top five.
0: It's absolutely your
1: favorite. Our emotions are complex and sadness plays a part as well. Yes. And sometimes sadness leads to joy. And the Bible says, weeping may endure for more. Oh, but what's
0: coming in the morning?
1: Uh, joy!
0: The yeah. other thing she said was that it's dismissive. Dismissive, uh, that's the word, the word I was trying she to, used, to find. Is that it's dismissive. And I remember early on, I remember we talked about a love hour, and people were like, I don't understand what she's saying. And... Uh, when I because we were talking about like the, the um, heat or whatever, like, oh, it's cold in here. And they automatically want to go to like, it's a kind of not the best example, but it still drives to the point where I'm like, I know, well, Melissa, you could just grab a blanket. I understand that. I can just grab a blanket. But what I really want you to do is just be like, it is cold and it's always cold. And I hate that you're always cold. Let's just stay there because going to fixing it, it makes me dismiss my own feeling. Like, I have to now go into action mode when I felt this feeling. Maybe not the best example, but it still drives to what she was talking about uh, literally yesterday of, like, always going straight to, like, problem, action, problem, action, problem, action. Yes. Sometimes there is a place for that. I'm not even saying, you yep. know, sometimes you might want to sit in your feelings for too long. We can't do that either. But it's it reminds me, actually, of the, um, the house. Yes. We lost the house. I remember Kev immediately went into action and I literally drove up to the house and had my own private moment of like, I need to just say goodbye. I just need to like release this and say goodbye so I can move on. And I couldn't have like that kind of moment with Kev because he was, now that I know this word it was dismissive for let's find another one we need to get into action we need to do this we need to do that and I was I just wasn't there yet I needed to grieve the loss of that moment and I think a lot of times um, in our relationships one person needs that time of like let can we just sit in this emotion
1: yeah I, I totally agree and I want to answer this question okay. someone asked can therapy be addictive at some point you just got to deal with your stuff and move on uh, some people go from therapist to therapist to therapist to therapist and never really heal. It is the hope of therapy from what I, my therapist said and our couples therapist is you sh- my goal is for you to be able to fire me.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and what Melissa and I have worked on and things that made me the most excited is you should learn the tools mm-hmm. to assess and neutralize or understand your feelings in the moment. Right. Right? So... That's the growth uh, that we've had is like after therapy, we can say in the moment, the next two or three days, Hey, this is happening. Is this yeah. making you feel like X, Y, and Z? Because I do agree that that's a possibility. It's like some people, we, you know, we, we call them forever students. They never want to actually go to work. So they just keep going to school and getting loans and going to school. And, Cause they're really trying to avoid the issue. Yeah, uh, A good therapist should be working Aren't. for you to not have to go to therapy those same issues right Um, and a good client should be using that stuff if exactly. you're not going to put if if I just go to therapy me and Melissa just go and talk and I never implement them it's not as effective
0: I do want to say though and uh, our therapist almost said her name but our therapist has actually said this she actually doesn't uh, provide us any like interventions or actionable steps. Yeah, she actually all she does is have us like sit in uh kind of the feelings and we talk through like the connection points and like literally she asked me, she was like, I know you know where this is going. I was like, yes, I know where this is going, woman, and I don't have an answer. Uh, but she was like, where did you first learn this behavior? Mm-hmm. Like, I asked myself this all the time. Anyway, we ended up coming to an answer. But in that, you have your own kind of revelations about like, okay, I no longer want to act like this. So let me try to actively not act like that. Right. And so that is kind of what happens after therapy. And I think the beautiful thing specifically um, about the emotionally focused therapy as a form of couples therapy is that if you struggle with vulnerability, if you struggle with honesty, if you struggle with transparency, if communication is an issue in your relationship, this allows you to dive really deep mm-hmm. and that's going to create an, a safe space to have that sort of communication.
1: Yeah. And, and listen,
0: we can give, do you want to give the palace example?
1: Yeah, we can do that.
0: Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not going so deep.
1: So one aha moment in our therapy journey was, um uh, as we build the Kevon Stage Studios empire, whatever that is, um, whatever that looks like, I realized we we're talking about, I think it was actually the Love Hour, uh, the continuation of it. Mm-hmm. And um, Melissa was, I don't remember how we got into it, but the bottom line is this. Uh, Melissa didn't, was like, we were talking about not wanting to do it in the drawbacks and pros and cons. And she was asking me about it. And I'm like, you don't worry about the money because right. the Love Robber can be lucrative. You know, it's a, it's a good podcast, solid listener base, you know, longevity, high audio listener, all that stuff. So I'm like, you know what, Liz, you can, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about the money. But because we're building this app, what I didn't share was, ah, that's a big, big thing. Go away, right. big, big thing. Go away. Uh, bills for the app, they no go away. They stay, stay. <laughs> so what Melissa was like, you know, because there was another podcast that I wanted to do, and I'm like, part of it is I'm not going on tour as much next year, so I'm trying to find ways to replace income so I don't have to go on the road and be exhausted all the time. So Melissa was like, Man, you know, it's like you said, let's not do the love. Then you went and replaced it with something. Right. And the part that I didn't share with her was when I said you can, Stop. In my mind, I also said I'm gonna pick up. Right. I'll pick up something to to uh, recover that that income. So Melissa and I and the therapist realized Melissa wants to share the burden, Mm -hmm. and I want to relieve her of the burden. Right. And in my mind, Melissa is the queen in the castle, Mm -hmm. which. I go out, like if you watch Game of Thrones, there's a scene where Jon Snow pulls his sword out and there's like a thousand horses coming out of him and it looks like he's going to die. But he's like, I'm going to die protecting what I believe in. Melissa's like, I don't want to be, you know, I realized, actually I said this analogy fully and Melissa agreed and my therapist agreed. And also quick aside, the therapist said she quoted me to her other therapist friends. And I was like, how about that? Usually it's us saying, look what my therapist said and sharing with the world. But she went to her therapist and was like, my client said this. And I was like, hmm. Look who's tweet gramming (laughs) now. But um, Melissa wants to be, I was like, it it seems like I've tried to put you in the castle where it's safe and protect you. And you want to be out on the battlefield with me. So it was so revelatory for us. And my therapist was like, she was about to cry. I was really had a great session. Uh, And now that's a moment we realize in therapy, right? So that's the boom. That's the aha. The outside work is when we revisit the conversations, I can say, does this make you feel like the queen in the castle or the queen of the battlefield? Because it's not my place to tell Melissa, my partner, I'm going to put you up in that castle and I'm going to work. When she has clearly communicated that her love is to share in the burden and I don't have to carry it, but watch this. Remember what I talked about? My dad and the $200, that is... Shows up in me saying, I got it, whether I got it or not, I will figure it out. So I'm still playing back a non-traumatic moment of asking my dad for $200. And now that's coming out is when Melissa says she doesn't want to do the love hour. I say, don't worry about it, baby. You don't have to. And what I really mean is I'll figure out how to replace that income, which was not the understanding she had. So now we can reassess whether we do the love hour or not based on how we actually feel and what's the healthy part of our relationship as opposed to me doing what I think is best. Like, I didn't marry a woman who is like, oh, my husband got it, I'm going to just get my nails done and go trips and buy purses, which is all things Melissa does. But she also gets into producing and does this, does the Love on Stage show, creates her own budgets. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she veers more towards that side but I was putting her in a position where she felt like she was invaluable when she wants to be like, nigga, I... we just saw shang the other day. Yeah. And his sister was out there fighting with him every time. Mm-hmm. Her sister wasn't like, oh, protect me, protect right. me. She was killing niggas. She was doing spin kicks. And so that night when I was at JoJo's soccer practice, it's always weird for us because we go from therapy to soccer. I go to soccer right after. So we'd be crying and snotting and be like, okay, yeah. JoJo, you come. But I sent Melissa a picture of Bonnie and Clyde with my head on Bonnie, or my head on... Clyde, yeah, Clyde's a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and her head on money. Jeez. Ain't nobody talking to you, Suri. She don't never. Sorry. But uh, now, at this part in our relationship, I can say, I can apply that in actual. And the other thing that they don't tell you about in therapy is your connection point. You be so connected on the like emotional tip that it leads to great sex. Hello. And even when I'm exhausted, I know we got a good potential, of good sex. Blue Chew be like, I got your back, Kev. I know y'all feel real connected, but you little, you're weenie, he tired boy, tired. He's sleepy boy. He been on the road. You you had a red eye. You woke up at four o'clock, New York time, and flew halfway across the country, and you couldn't get to sleep. And the kushy is available to you for purchase, uh, for activity, for kissing, for licking, and for sticking. I'm not
0: for purchase. I'm not for purchase. No, no
1: purchase necessary. We're, we're prohibited. But the coochie is available no, to you for pleasure. No, I am
0: expensive. I'm just not for sale. She. A whole word. The
1: coochie is available to, to you for pleasure, but you got you to meet it there. You got to be strong okay. in the morning and in even the evening and the night. And with Blue Chew, even if I ain't got it, I need a little help. I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm closing in on 40. Hello. Some days they don't want to go where I want to be need to go. So Blue Chew comes and helps me. Listen, Fall is here, and we could all use a stiff breeze. <laughs> hardwood floors baby that's me laying on the ground after a blue shoe um the best thing about blue shoe is it's discreet you don't have to worry about your mailman or your neighbor knowing that you need a little help they won't know what's in the mail they'll be like oh this person is just receiving some sort of package and oh yeah you're receiving a package for your package hey oh um with blue Chew, I can get the erection that I deserve. And that Coochie can get the peen that it deserves. Not a half chubby. Nobody wants a half chub, quarter chub. You want the full Monty. (gasps) No, Monty, Monty, not you, Monty Monty. Python. Yeah, you the Monty and I'm the Python. (sighs) Listen, (laughs) if you could benefit from extra confidence in the bedroom when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And then we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. When you use our promo code LOVE Love. at checkout, just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOVE Love. for your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast.
0: Um, The last thing I really want to say about this example and why it was so, like, revelatory for us, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say, um, again, this is why, I like the emotion side of it, you've heard me say, like I don't always see seen by you. Like we're working, kept working on like helping me feel seen and valued, da da da. And in that moment of like having this conversation, <clears throat> it's realizing that his version of seeing me and like really valuing me is saying, "Let me protect you." From being out on the battlefield, I'm going to put you up in the castle. I'm interpreting his protection as you don't want me by your side. So I'm up here and you can find other people to fight with you. That, my friends, is called a miscommunication.
1: <laughs> and pause you, interrupt me for one second. Here's the frustrating thing about the miscommunication. You think me... You're doing the right thing. Right. I want to help you, but you cannot protect somebody who wants to go out there and fight. Right. They feel like their skills are not being utilized. Right. If I say, Josh, man, I know you got camera thing, but, you know, man, you just, you play music. And he's like, man, I, I can do that, but I'm a photographer. Right. So I got to put him in his position. If I'm doing other stuff, he's not going to feel right about it. And that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. You want to be, Melissa want to be like, if we dying, we dying. If we living, we living. But we're going to be, you get stabbed on the battlefield, I get stabbed. I'm going yes. to stick beside them.
0: That's mine. And the the important thing about it is feeling like, and this is why the kind of that third party is there and like the emotional part of it is uh, what often happens, and I've gotten better about like, no, Kev, I don't want you to focus on this. Like, let's talk about the pattern. But oftentimes as a couple, you're focused on, you're focused on resolving a specific issue. Yes. This Happened and we're going to look at it in a vacuum and discuss how you please don't do this exact thing again. Yes. As if that exact thing's going to come up. It's probably and not.
1: It never does. It never does. Not in the exact way. No. And if you don't realize the root issue. Right. You just make that. Oh, I'll never do. This, this is my problem. I will never do this exact thing again.
0: But the likelihood of the circumstance coming up again in your life exactly the same to allow him to respond or her to respond in the exact same way is uh, probably slim to none. Probably not going (sighs) to happen. And so if you are talking about bigger issues of like, I feel like, you know. I feel like you don't want me by your side. I feel like this as an example. I feel like you'll go out and get all of these different people to kind of charge and fight with you. And I want to be, I'm it's making me feel isolated. It's making me feel alone. It's making me feel like I'm put away. Then I, that's a, that's a theme that we can address and apply to individual circumstances instead of an individual circumstances that you're trying to extrapolate over other individual circumstances.
1: Bingo, Melissa. What's his name Oh, Hello. I think there's also so many times that, at least in our relationship, there's so many examples of you doing what you think is the right thing. Right. But if it's not interpreted as the right thing, it is harmful.
0: And we often just uh, very simply don't often have the language to say what's really wrong. And even like even in in my best efforts to describe what's wrong, that revelation didn't occur with him and I. Right. We've had hard conversations about these things. Yes. But it clicked in a way it never had between the two of us. Because of the way she kind of leads you and has you n- move from your mind where you're trying to intellectualize things. What he said is it's a feeling, really. And sometimes, for me, a lot of times, actually, feelings come to me in pictures. Yeah, I, uh, That's how my analogies sometimes come about, is that I can feel it and I feel that feeling in the form of a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you wanted to say there?
1: The... The value of therapy on a personal level, on a couple ther- couple level, is invaluable. It's made me a better husband, person, business person, leader. Uh, my only regret is not starting it earlier. I don't, and I've said this to Melissa, and I think she would agree, I don't think our relationship continues as healthily for another 20 years without it.
0: 100%.
1: I think we could stay married in the sense of, the way our grandparents' grandparents did, it's just like, well, I'm going to just be married. Mm-hmm. I ain't never, you know, you just kind of accept yeah. this is going to be what it is and this is about as happy as I'm going to be or he or she is never going to be mm-hmm. doing this. But I think uh, in the area of transition, in the area of this business, in the area of the boys moving out in the next five to 10 years, uh, transitioning transitioning those seasons is going to be important, but also understanding the the concept. It's like with math. Mm-hmm. They teach concepts. If you understand the concept, the the, question, the specific questions are easy. 100%. If you don't understand the concept, 100%. it looks like gibberish. 100%. You know, and I struggle with math. And a lot of times, one of the things about moving this around a like lot. Ad, but it's not. No, no, it's not. I struggle mm-hmm. with math. And one of the reasons I was talking to somebody about this, a math teacher, he was like, if you move around a lot, yes. when the concept is taught, it all seems hard because yes. you, you miss the concept. And we were military and poor. And poor people tend to move around a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, go from one school, we are starting fractions, move to another school, they are in deep infractions. Yeah. Like, we move in the middle of the school year, now I don't know fractions. And yeah. that's why I one eighth plus 3 plus three-fourths, I'll give you $1,000 to answer that for me. Because I don't know how that works. And that's because the concept is gone.
0: Uh, The last thing I want to say to kind of end on this is um, there are so many reasons why you or your partner may be nervous, skeptical, scared even to go to therapy. And I just kind of want to like empathize and provide like, um, I I don't know if suggestions is the right word, but I kind of want to empathize with these reasons because therapy is hard. So the first one, finding the right therapist is a process. If you're one of the lucky ones like Joshua and Kevin and you clicked with your first therapist, shout right now. Tell God thank you. Because clearly you're one of his favorites. If you are like me and it it took me over a year uh, or about a year, then welcome. Because there are more of us. In the boat than there are of Kevin and Joshua, even though I'm outnumbered right now. (laughs) So do not feel discouraged or abnormal or like something is broken with you or something is wrong with you. Finding the right therapist is a process. No less. Second one is that you or your partner could be afraid of what therapy is going to bring up yes. and the accountability that therapy is. Absolutely. Someone to hold you accountable to your trashness.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: someone to bring up your trauma from your childhood. Yes. Un- unearth and uncover um, some of those emotions that maybe you have decided to push down yes. and just keep it moving. All of that is going to come up. That is scary it is and it's vulnerable to be honest because you're like i don't know what i i don't know (laughs) i don't and on your first therapy session more they'd be like oh it's just going to be 15 minutes we're just going to get to know you and before you know crying you're crying we
1: this is our first therapy yesterday where i didn't cry to my to like i didn't have no tears i broke down the week last time yes i cried like i hadn't cried and I'd be starting off with such a small thing. Yes. So I'm sorry. To that, no, you.
0: no, no. So I, I just want to normalize that, like, that is scary. And it's okay to feel that fear. And I would encourage you to, like, sit in that emotion, in that fear with your partner because you're probably scared too. Um. And so I would sit in that with them so they feel comfortable and, like, it's not just, we need to do this, 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 mm. and now they feel like they got to buck up against you and be defensive about it. Yes. Normalize the fact, empathize with the fact that uh, it is scary. It's It's very, very scary. It's,
1: it's yes, it's scary.
0: Yes. Uh, the next one, I won't go through all of it. Uh, this is a common fear, specifically with couples therapy, is that it's going to lead to a breakup. It's the most backwards thinking, but I also get it. Yeah, me too. Because what you're saying is, this is the status quo. As dysfunctional (laughs) as it is, this is the status quo. If we go to therapy and they're going to ask us questions, they're going to be all up in my business. Maybe they're going to expose me for the jerk that I am. And now you're going to be looking at me, cockeyed. Now we're going to end up in a worse position than we are right now. Normalize that too. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what they're going to uncover with you, with me, but my hope is that on the other side of it, we wind up stronger together. But right now, the way that we're going, we're not going to wind up anywhere, but worse off, separated.
1: Listen, I'm going to the foot doctor right after this. I have told myself, I'll just lay off for a week. I'll get Mm -hmm. the right shoes. I low-key don't be wanting to go because I'm like, what if it's something serious? If I don't go, at minimum, it will continue in this yes. pain. And whatever and more the than serious likely, is
0: today will be more serious later. That's
1: what I was going to say next. More than likely, it's going to get worse. At least by going to the doctor, we can try to begin a fixed plan. Yes, yes. But it is so like, oh, but what are they going to tell me? I have bone spurs or whatever. You know what I'm yes. saying? And you, as uncomfortable as the status quo is, at least it's the status quo. Right. The problem with therapy, the fear problem is you don't you won't know where you want to go, but that getting there is tough. Yes. Uh, and uncomfortable and and, it's, and it's, hard and crying yes. and frustrating, Yes, you know, and awkward. As much as I love Melissa, sometimes when the therapist is like, turn to her and say these four sentences that I just told you, I'd be like, this is awkward. Yes. And also to know my kids are there or the dogs barking yes. and you got to be listening to your wife cry or, or crying yourself. All that awkward. But all necessary yeah. to have the growth.
0: I want to say, cause I think this is so true. Um, we have a comment that says it will lead to a breakup. If one person doesn't want to change that, I a hundred percent agree with that. You are like absolutely not wrong. But I think uh, when we talk that way to our partner, we've intellectualized it, which is why I said, sit in the feeling of that vulnerability and the scariness of it, instead of going straight to the mind of like, well, child, one of, if you don't go, this isn't going to work and we're going to end up breaking up anyway. Yeah. We, I'm sure they know that to be true as well. Right, right. But that's not what this is actually about. And I think that, again, I'm quick to do that. Like, let's intellectualize why you're, the decision you're making is actually dumb. Do you not see that? It's dumb. This isn't working. Don't you want to fix things that don't work? Isn't yeah. that a good idea? Like, obviously, that's the right answer. They, Your partner, more likely than not, knows that that's the right answer, but that's not what the conversation is actually about. It's not actually about the right answer. It's about the scariness and the vulnerability of exposing yourself to this third party. And I think if we did that, it may be a little like literally feeling like we're going into this hand in hand and not going into this, like my gun is locked and loaded i have all my evidence here on the side so when we come in here i'm about to attack you that's scary and now i've been made out to be the bad guy and so when i come in here i'm going to feel like it's the therapist in you against me yes that who wants to be put in that position absolutely um next one is Wait, hold on. Shane. i want to say something oh go ahead
1: somebody said what if you don't even know where to start with a couple of their therapy what are we going to talk about that's the therapist's job 100%. they know how to get you talking they know the right questions with our therapy, what we all, she always starts with, how was last week? Yes. And we even start with, what's something that went well? And that starting point can lead to an unraveling of feelings. Matter of fact, the last three weeks, yes. two or three weeks, at least two, oh, we had a great conversation yes. about this. The whole queen in the castle thing came from us having a good conversation about, hey, we had an honest conversation that we usually would have not had or would not have had as openly. So, they are trained in ways to get started, and they'll. If you are open and willing, you'll you'll yeah. get to the point.
0: And I mean, I think it's important
1: not to expect that conversation on the first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 On the first. Josh, if you couldn't hear him, he said it's important not to expect that conversation on the first meeting because the intake, which was the first first meeting, was just like. Let me understand where you are, yes. what you're feeling, what you want help with. And then it was co- kind of like a plan of action, yeah. you know?
0: And even the, uh, specifically for us, obviously I can't speak for like all therapists, but even with ours, she literally just asks you how was last week. It could be something bad that happened that she can kind of, uh, unpack yeah. or it could be a good conversation and she'll still say, well, let's just make sure basically that what was happening on the surface is actually what's ruined. Yes, And you'd be surprised (laughs) at how different uh, the fruit is than the root. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Some tips. Yeah, you got to go. I got to go
1: pee more than anything.
0: uh, Just really quickly, uh, one thing if your spouse is afraid to, like, go into therapy uh, for whatever reason, start with maybe, like, a weekly check-in just between the two of you. Uh, obviously, you know, you're not going to be trained, but if you can at least start that cadence of like checking in with each other on a weekly basis, um, hopefully that'll be like training wheels to introduce you to the idea of therapy. You're already checking in. You're going to spend 45 minutes to an hour together. You're going to be sitting down talking. Now you realize we've done this and it's not working or we keep getting at an impasse. Like we need a third party arbitrator. Uh, Then maybe it might be easier to kind of introduce the idea of therapy. Um, So yeah, that might be it. This is good. Very good. Thank you so much for your um, time today. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.